0: Welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom Mash. I'm Vanessa.
1: And I'm Ethan.
0: All right, Ethan. So I have something important to ask you.
1: Yes. Lay it on me.
0: (laughs) So tell me what your most disappointing TV show ending was, in your opinion. Oh, ending?
1: Okay. So I would say that the first time that i've ever been disappointed by like just how it ended and how like a cliffhanger resolved or not resolved was the show my name is earl are you familiar at all with my name is earl no i don't think so uh it was like this nbc sitcom from like 2005 and it was one of the first sitcoms to kind of be more like a little more cinematic like a little more modern it kind Mm -hmm. of Uh, didn't have a laugh track, and it was, like, a cool, interesting show with, like, kind of edgy humor for the time, Mm -hmm. and it was all about this guy who's, like, trying to do good, like, he has a list of all the bad things he does, and every episode is him, like, making it up, like, going through his list and redeeming himself, and the whole idea of the show was that he's gonna get to the end of the list, and then it ends at season four on a cliffhanger ending like involving his children and it was just absolutely insane and like that's just where it ends and it was the first time that I've ever been like but where'd the show like give me more show please come on
0: did it get canceled or was
1: it just yeah.
0: oh okay like, yeah Oh, apparently, that apparently
1: the the creator of the show before writing this cliffhanger ending for season 4 like went to NBC and like made sure that they would get a season 5 so they wrote this cliffhanger ending and then it was just like all right we're you're actually canceled uh by oh my
0: god
1: yeah and he like did a, like a reddit AMA like a few years ago mm-hmm. being like oh how would you end my name is Earl now and he was just going through like oh this is what i would have done and I was very disappointed that we couldn't get to do it and apparently they tried to do like a movie for a lo- like a long time and like mm-hmm. that sounds insane like anytime a tv show threatens to do a movie just don't <laughs> believe it uh, as a my name is earl fan as a community fan those movies are never gonna get made are you gonna rest the development ended with like all right we're done but we might do a movie they're not doing a movie never believe them <laughs> what well, was yours
0: okay so i i actually have a couple and i don't really think that they're interesting because i feel like a lot of people feel this way but my most disappointing ending for sure was recently was game of thrones i really didn't like how it ended and i just (laughs) yeah i think that it was just not well done in the sense that it felt rushed that it might have been okay if it wasn't so rushed but my of course other most disappointing ending was the sopranos but (laughs) we're not gonna stop believing i guess uh (laughs) and that did get a movie (laughs) But the movie was also disappointing. And to me, in my opinion. And so, yeah, I would say pretty disappointing. I think my most disappointing show that had so much potential was actually this CW show called The Tomorrow People. And it got canceled after one season. It had so much potential, but it was just never going to be good. And...
1: I've never heard of that. What was that about?
0: It was oh my god i don't even remember but i remember really liking it but it was a cw okay. show so it was yeah, not it, like gonna be like, good <laughs> CW
1: shows are good for 24 episodes for one season and they run out of all their ideas yeah i was such a big fan that's another big disappointment for me just in general i was such a big fan of the flash uh the mm-hmm. cw flash and the first two seasons of that show Are legitimately like incredible, like good adaptation of this character had such a good storyline and good energy, and then like you could just tell that they kind of ran out of all of their ideas to do for this character to like properly explore him, and just defaulted to like some basic CW trash.
0: (laughs) Speaking of the CW trash, I didn't watch it because I stopped watching the show because I became older than fourteen, but. I watched um, Supernatural for a really long time, and apparently that ending was quite disappointing. I don't know. I can't really comment on it. But yeah, that show just kind of turned into a disappointment, I feel. Again, just my personal thoughts on it. But, you know. I've
1: never seen uh, Supernatural, but I have watched the, the two and a half hour Sarah Z video explaining <laughs> the uh, the the advanced shipping dynamics of that show. And Oof. how it just went off the rails. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's how I had to learn about the finale, because I was certainly not watching you were it. You done
1: with it. <laughs> yeah. So, let's move on from disappointments to, I think, one of the absolute highlights of doing the show so far. Uh, this episode we watched, I think, is one of my absolute favorites.
0: Yeah, you had said before we even started the idea for this podcast you were like, I love this episode called Tuttle. This is the, this is the episode. <laughs> um, this episode rules. You absolutely loved it. And I was so excited to watch this episode again because for some reason, like, I just haven't seen this episode that many times. It's just not in my rotation. I didn't remember it all that much. And I really loved this episode. And I, I understand now why you are so smitten with this episode because it's so fun.
1: So in this episode, Tuttle. Hawkeye and Trapper make a large donation to a local orphanage, but instead of taking credit, Hawkeye invents Captain Tuttle as a stand-in for the generous donor. This comes back to bite Hawkeye when everyone in the unit, including General Clayton, want to meet the non-existing captain. This episode is fantastic, and we should mention that this is one of the highest-rated episodes in IMDb, and it definitely shows, because this one is just super fun it has such a like a fun concept and like escalates in a really compelling way where the entire time it's like this whole house of cards is being built up and could get knocked down at any moment. And it's just a really interesting, uh, fun watch.
0: Yeah, I think that I mean, I have no data to really back this up besides the high rated IMDb episode, but I feel like this is a fan favorite episode because it's just so ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like it's so funny. It's a funny. very
1: simple concept but built up to this extreme degree where until the very end you're like, okay, is this all going to collapse around them? But yeah. no, it never does and it 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 works really well.
0: Yeah, you have this whole sense of like, okay, how is Hawkeye going to get out of this one? Because this is this is pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get into the like the actual episode a little bit more. We see in the beginning Hawkeye and Trapper kind of moving this box of i I don't really know what it, it supplies. It's like they say it's powdered milk and bandages and stuff like that
1: and penicillin.
0: Yeah, and it's revealed that it's like for the orphans. They kind of make it seem like they're selling it on the black market at first, but then they go over to Sister Teresa, who's a nun. And they say, "Okay, this All is good for the nuns orphans." Are named Teresa, of course. <laughs> so I wasn't sure about, um, like, what this was. Like at first, I thought they were kind of stealing this stuff, but I think the next scene where Radar is asking Hawkeye to sign for it. Um, it seems like it's more like a legitimate donation. So I really, I was kind of confused about this part.
1: It's probably one of those things where it's best not to examine it too hard. I think it is kind of an off-the-books thing, or at least as far as uh, things go. But because they're donating to a a church orphanage, you know, the the plot had to get into (laughs) motion some way, and introducing the concept as this like seemingly shady deal I'm sure was just done for for comedic effect and putting it on this a uh, fictional Captain Tuttle was just more of a, a fun thing for Hawkeye to do in the moment that he didn't realize would uh, become such a situation around him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of, as the episode went on, I kind of interpreted it as it was a legitimate donation, but it was just really large. So Hawkeye didn't, want the the recognition for it yeah and he even says that's why he puts it under captain tuttle i feel because he says captain tuttle doesn't want the thanks and the praise and whatnot and that really kind of aligns with hawkeye's character so much that he doesn't want to be applauded for something that's not you know that's just like okay you're a good person like you should be doing things for orphans probably
1: (laughs) yeah probably that's uh... (laughs) a Pro- probably a good thing to do, <laughs> but after he tells the nun that like oh this is Captain Tuttle, uh, he even, for a moment I'm sorry I have no idea what I'm trying to say. No, i've kind It's, of lost it's the kind of hard already. to like.
0: It's kind of hard to go into this episode. It's like what was it, Dear Dad, that we did? Yeah. Um, this is like a very vignette style too, where stuff kind of just happens. There's no like huge plot. I mean, Hawkeye kind of gets into this whole issue by making up captain tuttle then everyone wants to meet tuttle like henry wants to see him frank wants to meet him and like be quartered with him which is kind of weird (laughs) and then the general comes and wants to see him
1: what i love about this and you're right this has basically like no conflict other than that people want to see this guy uh, but otherwise, it's a very, like, loose e- episode of just an escalating one thing. There isn't really a B-plot. There isn't really, like, much uh, driving it other than this l- lie kind of spiraling out of control. And what I really liked about just how the Captain Tuttle thing is handled is that everyone wants to see him because he is a supposedly great lovable like very handsome guy like they're not even trying to to catch hawkeye out in this lie they're just like oh that guy sounds great like i definitely know him i've hung out with him because that's how cool i am i'm cool (laughs) enough to hang out with tuttle that's the whole thing for this episode that they're like oh he's super cool right
0: (laughs) i thought that that was played so well too for the laughs of like as the episode goes on the people who don't know that tuttle is fake kind of start making up these ideas of him in their head like frank at one point calls him johnny because his name is jonathan tuttle or supposedly jonathan tuttle jonathan
1: s tuttle like david s pumpkins
0: (laughs) so one thing though that i noted was it this is kind of an aside but Frank and Margaret were talking in the beginning of this episode and Frank says to her they meaning Hawkeye and Trapper drew devil horns on my picture of Senator McCarthy. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm going to mention this. This is my favorite thing in the world. And I was like, <laughs> of course Frank
0: Burns worships Senator McCarthy. That that tracks so hard.
1: Listen, man, I know very little about uh 50s history and like, you know, older politics, but I know one thing that McCarthy, uh, like, the worst man alive. <laughs> so I was very like, of course, of course they would draw devil horns on him. He was the worst man to exist. Yeah, and of
0: course Frank would, you know, just
1: be in love with him. Yeah, of course, because Frank is that kind of guy. This would be at the height
0: of McCarthy is like heyday basically and for frank to be like worshiping him enough to have a picture of him in his tent like that's
1: weird right next to jesus and mom
0: <laughs> yeah i forgot about that <laughs> so radar has hawkeye sign off on the supplies as captain tuttle and then henry has to re-sign off on it you know commanding officer stuff and henry is like oh Tuttle do I know him as like he doesn't know who's in his outfit like that I feel is peak
1: Henry right there like
0: oh that I don't know who that is
1: the way that this rumor spread and the way that everyone kind of added to it felt just very like elementary school yeah just this one kid who doesn't exist who's like the coolest kid on the playground and everybody's friends with him. Maybe that's why I like this one so much because I love things about like kids playing pretend and has that vibe. And this was a big kids playing pretend episode in the army base.
0: It's so funny that you say that too, because it's revealed in the episode when Trapper asks him like, where did you get the name Tuttle from? And Hawkeye says that it's his it was the name of his imaginary friend as a kid. And I thought that that was Actually yeah. like so adorable His
1: imaginary friend uh scapegoat, who he would blame everything on, yeah, and <laughs> I like that as an adult, instead of Tuttle being an scapegoat for Hawkeye, it's what he uses to lavish praise onto mm-hmm. like Tuttle's just a good man, he's never done anything wrong, yeah, and it just escalates like again, this one's hard to talk about, but for a while, frank and margaret just like really want to meet Tuttle and like oh i need to see him apparently he's very handsome margaret's like super into the description that they they give for him which i think is very funny and i I like how they're not even thinking that it's like a hawkeye scheme they're just like oh i want to see this guy he seems like fun
0: (laughs) we should mention that um the reason that Margaret and Frank want to meet Tuttle so bad, and why Henry wants to meet Tuttle as he should because he's the commanding officer, but whatever. But Frank and Margaret want to meet Tuttle because he is apparently new and he hadn't, you know, introduced himself or reported to Frank or anything like that. So that kind of drives into the next part of the episode where Hawkeye, Radar, and Trapper are making up a personnel file for Tuttle. And to me that was the absolute best scene of the entire episode. I loved yeah. that scene so much. There were so many funny one-liners
1: in that. I I absolutely loved it. I love the description they give of him. They say that he was like born in 1925. You have to like do the math of like okay, when is that and he would be 25 years old. Apparently he's a 6 foot 4 Uh, like, I forget the weight, but, like, a good build. Auburn hair, hazel eyes, it's like, oh, look at this, look at this handsome man, uh, that doesn't exist.
0: I hate to cut you off, but you can't do math. He said he was born in 1924, he
1: would not be 25. In the 50s? Yeah. Would he not be? Think about it. 1924 that it's like 26 maybe i can't do math is there not 26 years difference between 50 hang on let me bust out a calculator 50 minus 20 you're making me do this
0: (laughs) oh wait yeah you know i think you are right i was thinking he would be
1: 36 (laughs) oh my god no i'm so
0: bad at this Sorry,
1: (laughs) I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. You're not getting me to cut that out.
0: (laughs) Now that I've just outed myself that I can't do math. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Let's get back on track.
1: (laughs) You're gonna be a lawyer, not a mathematician. It's fine. That's true.
0: That's true. So I loved when Hawkeye said, "Oh, let's throw in a little something for Hot Lips because they knew that Margaret was going to try to like be with this guy, like go after this guy, regardless." And I thought that that was really funny.
1: She gets around a bit, doesn't she?
0: She does.
1: Like, they make several jokes about how she's with General Clayton while being with Frank. And, like, Frank is super insecure about, like, their status as a relationship because this Turbo King is just walking <laughs> around um, the camp on-, on scene. And it doesn't feel demeaning to her at all, either. Like, not to, not to go into it too much, but, like... I don't know. I don't think that this is like mean to her in really any way. She likes people, and like that's that's all right.
0: Yeah, I think that they just kind of like knew that she has an appetite for sexuality, and that she was gonna like want to go after him or see him. I mean, they all want to see him.
1: Even Frank is like, "Oh, he's my bet." At the end of the episode, he's like, he's like, he's like "Oh, my he's best my friend. best friend." Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Never met him before. <laughs>
0: I love how they literally made up a medical school, too, and they made him German, so they said that he graduated from Adolf Hitler High School. I was like, oh my god, that's so ridiculous.
1: Hawkeye joked about that, but he was like, no, it's a bridge too yeah. far. <laughs> uh, but when Frank sees that, he's like, oh, he's probably a Nazi. Like, that was on, too man. funny.
0: Then when Frank and Margaret like believe that he's real, I guess, they see his personnel file and whatnot. Margaret makes a call to General Clayton to like kind of get the get the lowdown on Captain Tuttle because they still haven't seen him because he's fake. So in this scene I wanted to note we get to see Sparky, which is really cool, and I think that that's really fun because we usually don't get to see him.
1: Who's Sparky? He was the uh he was the Oh, um... he was the switchboard operator, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love switchboard operators, by the way. Literally every time I watch something older or set in the past that has a switchboard operator, I'm like, oh man, just imagine that being your job. Imagine sitting at a console and your entire job is to plug in these AV cables or just audio cables into a thing. And I know that makes me sound like incredibly young to older people who might be listening to this. But I just find switchboards and switchboard operators to be the coolest thing in the world.
0: That's so funny that you say that. Because when I was watching Radar like make the call, essentially, I was like, man, that's so cool. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. they used to have to make phone calls like that. Like, that's insane. Okay, let, let's let get back on track because we are really rambling here. Like, this is, this is getting rambly. Yeah, so Margaret makes a call to General Clayton to kind of get the lowdown on Captain Tuttle. And then Radar has Sparky, the phone operator, connect the call back to him. And Hawkeye takes over the call and pretends to be General Clayton, which I thought was so ridiculous because he was literally right outside the room where they were calling from, literally
1: right there. <laughs> and
0: it, oh my god, it was—I was like, there is no way that they did not hear that.
1: He was making all these jokes about how Margaret's like been with him mm-hmm. and like can't wait to be with her again. And it's like she never even trips up. She's like, "Oh, of course, this is a natural, natural <laughs> thing for him to be saying. It's yeah. completely fine." Um, and that that whole bit was pretty funny. Yeah, I um, like. I also that. love that that radar is reading uh, like just these old comic books. He does this from time to time, and I love that he gave Sparky a copy of a uh, Captain Marvel. Radar tells him like, "Hey, I need you to do this favor for me." Just goes, "Ah, Shazam." <laughs> And I love that, because that's very, like, period accurate. Captain Marvel, uh, Shazam now, was, like, literally the most popular comic book superhero in the 50s.
0: That's so funny, because I have a little bit of trivia on that. So that comic book that they were reading actually didn't come out until 1969. So it was, like, (sighs) way after the Korean War would have taken place. Yeah, I thought that that was so funny. So anyway, so hawkeye and trapper and radar conduct this like (laughs) covert operation essentially and they get tuttle's back pay because you know they had just invented him so apparently the war had been going on for 14 months at that point which okay good timeline um and then
1: gonna stretch on much longer soon enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) so then a paymaster whoever it is the financer comes and gives hawkeye a bunch of back pay for a captain that doesn't exist (laughs) um so then he donates it to the orphanage again
1: the all the back which i thought was really good because at first i was just thinking like oh this hawkeye scamming for money but when they reveal that he gave all of the fake army pay to the orphanage it's like okay this this works out it's not hawkeye being like a scummy guy it's him being a good guy which yeah. you know i'm a i'm a big fan of yeah of when, course. They're, when they're purely good dudes
0: yeah and i really liked that he was trying to like, like he was defrauding the u.s government essentially
1: but for orphan money so yeah. it's fine
0: he was doing it for such a good cause that it was like okay th- this this checks out that hawkeye would do this you know what i mean yeah
1: and like why not why not try it First <laughs> thing i do is throw you out of the army no i'm kidding But yeah, they they run this whole circus of like, Tuttle's over here. No, Tuttle's over here. Like they they point people in every which direction saying like, oh, you just missed him. And occasionally they had Hawkeye or Radar in like Dr. Scrub, fully masked up, where you cannot see their face. And it was like, oh, there's Captain Tuttle. Didn't see his face though. Mm -hmm. And just this whole, again, this whole game that they play of just how... At literally any second, this entire thing could collapse and they could get in very big trouble. Yeah. I thought it was so entertaining and such a good time uh, when at the very end that General Clayton wants to give Tuttle an army recommendation or like, give him a medal or something. Yeah, I think
0: the word you're looking for is accolade.
1: Accolade. Yeah,
0: you had written accommodation in the uh, the thing, and I was like, accommodation? That doesn't make any sense.
1: (laughs) Does it not? Okay.
0: Yeah, so when General Clayton says that Sister Teresa had written him a letter and henry goes i didn't know you had a sister and general clayton says no she's a nun and henry goes oh you must be very proud i thought that that was just perfect like that was so sitcom-y i don't know something about that just worked so well for me i feel like if i had heard that now i'd be like what the hell but now it's like i don't know it it just worked but general clayton had heard that tuttle donated 14 months of back pay to the orphanage so he wanted to give him this uh, medal or like give him something to show appreciation that he was a good American soldier donating to orphans. And so that really left Hawkeye and Trapper in this pickle, <laughs> essentially, because they, the general wanted to come to the 4077th and give Tuttle the medal himself. And they were like, well, this is not good. <laughs>
1: Again, this whole thing is like, all right, how are they going to get out of this? And I really didn't, like, I thought they were going to, like, grab a guy and, like, dress him up as Tuttle. <laughs> like, there he is. Uh, but no, the solution that they come up with, I thought was a, kind of incredible. Just how simple it was. Uh Hawkeye at this, uh like, ceremony for Tuttle comes up and just hands the general dog tags and be like, uh, he, he didn't make it. He uh, he went out to do field surgery this morning and jumped from the helicopter with everything an army doctor needs except his parachute. <laughs> what a dumb way for this American hero to go out.
0: <laughs> I know. I always wonder when I see these things, I'm like, would that have played well back like how was that received back then because not that they were making a mockery of people dying in war but the idea that someone like oh yeah we just like killed this person essentially off in this war time i wonder how that was like received because they again they weren't making a mockery of it but they were kind of like it was played for laughs and it was kind of Tragic.
1: It is a very tragic way for this this non-existent man to go out and everybody in the in the camp is like, oh that's so sad.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> Hawkeye gives this like fake eulogy where he's like, all of us were in Tuttle. In fact, you could say we made up Tuttle together. <laughs> and it's just and like Trapper or somebody, maybe it was Radar, I don't know, like gives him a look like, you're going a little too far, <laughs> man. We need to we need to stay on course. Don't blow it. I don't know how it would be received. This whole show is a commentary on the army. And like, it's kind of cynical towards the US government a lot of the time. So I don't know how a lot of these jokes landed with uh the audience of the the era that's something we probably should look into
0: yeah i would really like to know but because this episode in general i feel was kind of like a subtle dig at the army like not overt like it is in a lot of other episodes but I mean, Hawkeye made up a whole ass person, you know, and the army was like, it. okay, sure. Yeah, let's give him medals and pay and stuff like that.
1: They're lucky that Hawkeye is so well intentioned.
0: Yeah, really, exactly. And even um the finance guy who comes to the camp to give Tuttle the money says, you wouldn't believe how many people tried to, you know, get one over on Uncle Sam. It's just like, yeah, dude, we know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. This episode's kind of like, look how easy it is to. I'm sure in real life it is not as easy to invent yeah. a man, but you know, in fiction, they're saying like this army is so poorly run that they literally just put a name on a piece of paper and suddenly he's getting 14 months of back pay. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, you're right, but you know, it's it's a good time and it works out in the end. Uh, so let's not worry too much about it.
0: I really liked also in the end when Hawkeye said that Tuttle died, which is again, so ridiculous to like even say it like this fake person died. He said that his GI insurance, which I guess is a thing, what the sole beneficiary for that insurance policy was Sister Teresa's orphanage. So throughout this whole thing, Hawkeye just kind of set up this fund for the orphans and i thought that that was just so so sweet and so nice
1: this is definitely the sweetest thing i think he's done so far like the most humanitarian thing yeah and like yeah it's a lie but literally nobody got hurt from it like he wasn't mm-hmm. even pranking anybody or making anybody look silly so it it worked out i don't know this one i just really like this one this one was super fun And I know we haven't, like, been super direction-y with how we talk about it, but it's difficult to talk about an episode when all you want to say is, this one's good. I just had a good time watching this one.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. It was just, it was so mashed to me. Like, remember when we were talking about uh, the episode Cowboy, and cowboy was the only season one episode that was listed as like a classic mash episode and i really feel like this would have been more of like a classic mash
1: episode should have been
0: so like shenanigan-y but it also shows that hawkeye's a good guy but will do like these pranks and they get themselves into these situations and they have to get them out of their situation by doing something just as crazy if not more crazy i don't know i just really like it it's it's so good I I understand why it's a
1: fan favorite. (laughs) As we talked about a long while ago, this show kind of started with more of of its feet on the ground than a lot of sitcoms tend to do, like Mm -hmm. more of a in the groove. But I feel like this one, they, they know what they're doing with this show. At least for this particular episode, it was one where they were like firing on all cylinders and kind of like knew what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I do have a little bit of trivia as we get to winding down. And there was actually there's actually so much trivia about this episode, but I'm just going to include Again, a little bit.
1: fan favorite.
0: Yeah. So I thought that the most fun was when, in the end credits, they credited Captain Tuttle as playing himself. I thought that that was so funny.
1: Yeah, I love that too. I didn't notice that uh, at first, but then... I, I saw that in the in the IMDb trivia page, which is just so, so chock full this episode that I was like, I went back to see if that was true. And it, it was, and I was like, cool, <laughs> very fun.
0: I loved that. It was so funny. And also, Tuttle's serial number was apparently Larry Gelbart's real serial number when he served in the U.S. Army. And also, when Hawkeye and Trapper were making up Tuttle Tuttle's, like, backstory... Um, they used Larry Gelbart's real parents' names as Tuttle's parents.
1: I thought that that was so cute. That's my favorite kind of Easter egg that like creators can tuck into a show, where it's just like, oh, this this is like my this is a reference to my life, and like I only get it. And I love that he's from Battle Creek, Michigan. Is what they clarify uh, Tuttle to be. And I think that's such a fun place for him to be because all I know about Battle Creek Michigan is that it's the serial capital of the world. So I like that he's from the serial capital of the world.
0: I thought that they just made that up. I like the medical school. I was like, I wonder if that's a real place in Michigan. This was fun. If anyone has any other trivia, please please contact the show. We we always are looking for more fun trivia for episodes. So just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob Freer Balco for being our technical consultant. Melissa, my sister, for cover art, and of course, our listeners. Music, social media, and contacts for the show are linked in the description, as always. And until next time, make up a whole-ass person. Goodbye, farewell, and amen.
1: Bye, everyone.